SoWin TV presents. Shan Show. I'm Jennifer. We'd love to give you our magazine full of inspirational stories. Go to the JenniferSheehanShow.com to subscribe. Would love to introduce you to my sister in Christ, Jessica Youngblood. Hi, Jessica. Hi. Welcome. Great to have you here. I'm so so you told me something that was kind of catchy. You said you went from meth to ministry. Yeah. It's wild rod, right? Very much so. <laughs> you have a, a, a crazy good story that glorifies the Lord. So Thank you. So tell me your background, where do you come from? Yeah, so I grew up in a very small town called Kirby, Arkansas. There were 32 in my graduating class, so super small. Um, my dad's a redneck with a beard and a tractor, just country. And as you can see, I'm not very country. You know, you are so, so cute. So it didn't really work out, like I just had an identity crisis. And so um, my mom left me when I was eight months old with my dad. Um, on the doorstep of my grandma's house. And it was a note that said, I can't do this anymore. She was just in so much pain and she just couldn't raise me. So she just left me at my grandma's. Yeah. And my dad was left to raise me to pick up the pieces. And so he went in and um, did the best he could. He just didn't know how to raise a girl, you know, and I had an older mm. brother. How many of there were you all together? So there were five of us. And you said five children from five different fathers, mm -hmm. right? Actually, the, my older brother that my dad raised was not his child. Wow. She was pregnant when he met her, and then they got pregnant with me, and then she left when I was eight months old. Wow, I can't imagine um, just being left on a porch with a note saying, I can't do this, and that abandonment feeling as you got older. How do you deal with that? Like, right. she was the one person that was supposed to love me, right. and she left me. And just with a note, you know, and the the way I tell the story is that's the story I was told. And whatever story you're told is what you believe. Absolutely. And so, you know, the rest is her story to tell, but I was abandoned. Right. And I felt abandoned. And my dad would remarry and steal, like that would even add to that abandonment because he was my dad. How was I supposed to share him with the stepmom, you know? Right. And so I would run them off and cause trouble and just you know, spiral out, you know. And when I was 12 years old, I started drinking and man, I love to drink, you know, and I was not drinking like everybody else. I was drinking to get drunk. Right. Um, because I had so many abandonment issues and rejection and identity crisis because my dad was so country and worked all the time. And when I was 15, a boy started noticing me and boy, <laughs> you know, I thought I was there not to notice hey, your beautiful woman, <laughs> but it was a power thing for me Interesting, because I could hurt them the way I was hurting inside, Right, you know, hurt people, hurt people. And so That's I went right. in and started just manipulating and running the world with guys and just start sleeping with anybody and everybody. And when I was um, 19, I started dating this guy and we dated for two months and I got pregnant wow. and I was like, Oh, here we are. I am going to be a better mom than my mom ever was. I am going to show the world that I am all that. 
you know, that pride. Yeah, it never really works out. <laughs> it never really works out. Right. And so um, I moved in with the guy and was pregnant and playing house and making my little home a home and um, had my son and he was eight months old and I just started partying really hard and I tried meth for the first time. And in that I was so addicted. Wow. Um, and I just did the exact same thing my mom did to me. I became the one person I didn't want to become. Right, which goes back to mom. generational curses. 100%. Unless we deal with it and get help with it, yeah. it's going to repeat. Yeah, and we can say all day long that we don't want to be that person, but if we don't do anything to not be that person, we're going to repeat that cycle. Absolutely. And in a small town, and I don't know if it happens in big towns, just my experience, when you're in a small town, you have no resources to change anything. Right. Because everywhere you look is this vicious cycle, you know, of repeating itself. And I just didn't want to be that, but I became that. Right. So you get into meth. Yeah. And what happens to your son? Um, well, my dad stops talking to me. And the one person that, you know, I didn't want to stop talking to me, stopped talking to me. So I just went crazy. I signed over custody of my son. To his father. Yeah, to his father, moved in with a drug dealer. <clears throat> and what was that whole process like just being on meth? So many of us, I've never done drugs yeah. before, so I don't know that process. But what was the process like getting on meth and getting so addicted? You said you mentioned oh. something about how much you didn't eat and how much you didn't sleep. Yeah, so um, I would probably eat every three days. I remember vanilla wafers were like, I found a box one time and it had been like three days since I'd ate, eaten and it was like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing because it was so good because I hadn't eaten. And then um, I would stay up for five days and in that five days, like you would just play pool like for five days straight. Like you would just go manic on the anything. On one thing. And really it feels like a hallucination. Like you really, time just like goes. Like I, I moved in with a drug dealer and I didn't even know where we lived. Um, and months had went by and I didn't even know wow. because I'd been up so long and um, my face sunk in craters on my face I would pick sores like the pictures that you see it was a reality for me right. and it was just a horrible reality but I was in such denial right so you said you got in a situation so you're living with the drug dealer mm -hmm. And you steal drugs from him. Oh, yeah, because we all both said we were sober. And then I found his drugs and I did them. Okay. And he just went on a meth rage and he ended up pulling a knife on me and he was going to kill me. Wow. And so many times growing up, I felt so abandoned and rejected. I wanted to die. Like I, one time I wanted to put a knife through my heart. I wanted to die. But when you're faced in reality that you could die in this moment. Changes everything. You start wanting to live. Interesting. So you're in the drug dealer's house yeah. with a knife. Yeah. Afraid for your life he's going to kill you yeah. because you stole his drugs and he's high. He, well, yeah. And so you're in a bathroom. Yeah. So I somehow get away, lock myself in this bathroom, and I cry out to God, and I said, God, if you're real, you'll get me out of here. Wow. And you know what? Our God shows up every time. Every time. Every time. Every time. With the beating of him at the door, screaming and cussing, my God showed up. I got goosebumps just saying that. I call him God bumps, mm -hmm. where you just know that our God is going to show up when you cry out to him, supernaturally showing up. Every time. I love it. When we come back, Jessica gets saved from that drug dealer. We'll be right back.
You won't hear how God is working on mainstream media, but you will hear it on the Jennifer Sheehan television show. In a world currently imprisoned by fear, I'm committed to telling fearless stories of hope, restoration, redemption, and miracles. Here's just a sample of stories my amazing guests share about God's limitless love in action. God rescued me from pornography and sex addiction. I was on the brink of death, but Jesus saved me. I was attacked by a huge grizzly bear, but God preserved my life. At the age of two, raised by my sister without parents, my birth father threw me against a metal sheet wall, slicing my stomach open, leaving me for dead in a pool of blood. After he abandoned me, my true heavenly father, God, did not. My 17-year-old son was murdered on Christmas Eve. I was in a bad place. I purchased a gun each day, went to the lake and held it to my head to end my life. After over 50 guns, I sought out professional help. I went on the Jennifer Sheehan television show to share my story. On filming day, God got a hold of my heart, and right there on the set, I prayed to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. This show is giving people hope in Jesus. That's why we do what we do. We, we want you to hear and see amazing stories of how God brings beauty from ashes and how he brings hope and healing. Even in the midst of life's hardest struggles, God is using this show to change lives. Through the power of story, the Jennifer Sheehan television show is sharing the gospel in regions around the globe. We reach an audience of over 3 million people in the U.S., Africa, India, Pakistan, and China. Will you partner with us so that the Jennifer Sheehan Show continues to grow in its influence and reach for Jesus Christ? Donate your tax-deductible gift at thejennifersheehanshow.com slash donate. Welcome back to the Jennifer Sheehan Show. Okay, Jessica, you are in a bathroom, mm -hmm. scared for your life that this drug dealer is going to kill you. You cry out to Jesus, if you're real, yeah. get me out of this. What's he do? Of course he gets me out of, of it. Of course, why wouldn't he? <laughs> why would he not? Like, he is so faithful. And, um, yeah, so I went and called my dad. You know, we didn't have cell phones, so I had to find my way to a phone and um, call my dad, went and detoxed. Um, for five days. I remember being so sick I couldn't even go to the bathroom. Wow. I can remember crawling to the bathroom um, and that was, I was just so weak and I just couldn't get out of the bed for days and um, about the third day I was like, I'm done with this. Like I'm going to, you know, go get some drugs because, you know, there was so many times in my drug addiction I would have to have a line of drugs just to even get out of bed. Wow. Um, just even function. And so um, I was like, I'm done with this. And this lady in the town um, randomly stops by. She brings me a journal, a bottle of lotion, and a um, Dr. Pepper and a sandwich. And the journal, I looked down and it said, don't quit. And in that moment, there Jesus was again saving me from myself, doing what I couldn't do for myself because I was about to go get high. Right. I was about to give up. I was about to quit. And how many times do we get to that point where we're like, I'm just going to quit because it's too hard. You know, drug addiction's hard, but detoxing is a lot harder. And in that moment, I, I was seen. God saw me again. 
it took me back to the bathroom where he saved me and the drug dealer left. I, I, I had breath in my lungs. I, I was living. So in that moment, I, I was grateful. And so there I go again. I'm going to keep detoxing. I'm going to keep doing this because of her obedience. Right, which was her obedience because actions speak louder than words, yeah. right? And so by her bringing you that journal in that lotion and telling you don't quit. God already knew you were going to quit. Yeah. He already knew. So that's why he sent her. And I think so many Christians don't understand being obedient to God and showing those acts of yeah. kindness. That is showing Christ's love. Oh, exactly. She love doubted herself. Even talking to her today, she was like, I almost didn't come because I thought it was so stupid. Like what would a journal be? be, you know, you were sleeping and detoxing, like what would this do to help you? But in that moment, she was God to me. She was Christ walking into my bedroom. You know, I probably hadn't showered. I probably, I I was horrible. And then that lotion was just such a fresh scent and I can still smell it today. Like it's a, it's a smell of hope and, um, fresh beginnings. And I would take that on to the rest of that year. I love that. So she helped you. That act of kindness was Christ showing up and telling you, don't give up, don't quit. Yeah. And helped you get through that relapse. Every relapse for the next year. Wow. I would relapse because I didn't have the tools I needed to do, have a better life. I entered beauty school. I would work some, you know, I started seeing my son some. I started putting pieces back together, but the pieces you put back together only enhance the anxiety and the stress. Right. And you think, oh my gosh, I'm going to wake up and God's going to give me this grand life. No, you're going to have to walk through the mud. Right. No, you're going to have to dust off the dust because you've never been in this territory before. And that's what I had to start doing. I had to start walking and trying to, it's like a toddler. You're going to fall. You're, I was going to relapse. But there's always that time where I learn how to walk. And in that year, every time I would relapse, I would remember her kindness. But every time I would relapse, also God would show up. And he would speak to me through church signs and through people. And like, it was a hard year. I call it my Romans 7:15 year, where I did the things I didn't want to do. And I didn't do the things I wanted to do. Right. So you didn't want to do drugs, but... You were doing drugs and in the crack house. You didn't want to drink, but you're at the bars. You didn't want to have sex, but you were still having sex. But then God also takes you to through beauty school with so many just wonderful things happening and then getting the job at the Fisherman's Wharf. Yeah. And then tell me about that. So you're you're waiting tables and and who gets sat at your table? Oh, my gosh. I can remember it. It's like it's yesterday. Like I can see the table. I'm waiting tables and they sit this drug dealer and his roommate at my table. Like a drug dealer at your, t- at your they table. They knew I was trying to get sober. Why right. would they? He's known drug dealer. Right. I was so mad. I was like, what do you want to drink? <laughs> and then the drug dealer goes, hey, do you want to go out with me? And I'm like, nope, but I'll go out with your friend because he is fine. <laughs> mm. And yeah. So because he was cute. I was like, right. because I, I didn't know anything about him. I knew I didn't want to do the drug dealer. So I was like, oh, right. I'm going to go this way. Isn't that just so interesting how it works out where purposely the enemy is just trying to stop what God is trying to do? Oh, and they're sitting at the same table. Right. And roommates. They work together, you said. They work together, live together. And it's like darkness or light. Isn't that crazy? Oh, I had to choose. 
Right. It was my choice. Right. When we come back, Jessica gets a miracle. We'll be right back. A house is built with walls, but a home is built with memories. Firehouse Movers takes great pride and honor in serving your moving needs. Built over a fireman's code of ethics to be truthful and honest at all times, to display excellence, respect, and loyalty, we are honored for you to entrust us with your valuable memories. And we have been doing so for over 20 years with hundreds of five-star reviews. We never compromise in quality because we understand that it's easier to explain our prices than to apologize for poor service. Call us today at 972-412-6033 and let us tell you why we're passionate for what we do. Learn more at firehousemovers.com. By His grace, we live. By His will, we bond together to serve you. The Jennifer Sheehan Show magazine promotes and connects Christians and Christian-owned businesses worldwide. It's digital, nonprofit, and full of inspirational stories. The magazine is emailed, shared on our social media, and promoted weekly on our TV show, reaching millions of viewers. To subscribe to this free magazine and for advertising opportunities, go to thejennifersheehanshow.com. There are over 100,000 people in the United States waiting for a life-saving organ transplant. This is where the David Nicholas Organ Donor Awareness Foundation provides help. We offer free housing for those waiting for a life-saving transplant. But most importantly, we offer love and compassion from a recipient's point of view. Please visit nicholasfoundation.org and learn how you too can spread love. Please join us and be a hero and help us save a life. Welcome back to the Jennifer Sheehan Show. So, you go on a hot date, girl. Hot date. <laughs> Tell we us picked about up Popeyes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it wasn't too hot. No, but you said he was so fine. He was so, so, I didn't care where he took me. <laughs> yeah, he was so fine. And girl, I'd be trying to put my spell on him like I'd done everybody else. and It didn't work out? It didn't work out. We were dating about three weeks and he was like, um... So I'm a Christian and I don't think that I want to date you. I want to go back to church. I want to go back to how I was raised. Um, and what was he all about? You said he was in college for baseball. Yeah, so baseball he had gotten drafted out of high school for the yeah. Toronto Blue Jays, decided to go to college, like had this country club life, had silver spoon in his mouth, went to college, got hurt, quit baseball, randomly moved to Hot Springs, never had been there before in his life moved in with the drug dealer because they worked together um, and he had never even had a job like he was just so uncultured like me right and then you come along and he's like wait a minute who, wait a minute <laughs> who is she and I was just a lot like he'd been in locker rooms with boys and I, my mouth was a sailor like I just cussed and just was so trashy and he was like I want to go back to church this is not who I want to date and I said Take me to church and show me how to be her. I love that. And teach me. And um, we started going to church. We were engaged two months later. And you prayed to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior? At his parents' house. Wow. Um, in a room by myself. 
it wasn't the church that saved me. It was Jesus. Love it. It wasn't religion. It was Jesus. And I told him to take me as I was and change me. I stopped doing drugs. I stopped drinking. I stopped going to the club. I stopped smoking cigarettes. I stopped it all. It just fell off of me like scales. Like it just started, the chains fell. And, but I kept walking. His mom ended up giving me Battlefield of the Mind. My favorite book besides yeah. the Bible. Yeah. Most powerful book I've ever read. Yes. And what's so great, I've actually, I don't even know how many books, five to 10 people. I'm like, you've got to read this. You've got to read this. And you know, my favorite thing about Battlefield of the Mind is that it shows you how to rewire your brain. Yeah. How to take Satan's lies your whole life of telling him, telling us that we're worthless mm -hmm. and that we're nobodies and that we can't do this. And, and then from our abandonment and all of yeah. our past pain and teaches us how to rewire our brain to show us not who we are, but whose we are. Yeah. The daughter of the most high King Amen. that we are fearfully and wonderfully made That's right. and shows us our self-worth in him most powerful book that I've read. So you read the book, you're saved now, My gosh. and he, rewi he rewires your whole brain. Yeah, he takes all the trauma that I'd been through, all the abandonment, all the rejection, and shows me in this book that I don't have to live that way. Like everything that I wanted to be in life, what I knew inside of me, there's some little thing inside of me that I knew I could be something besides the, what I grew up in. As God says, he puts eternity in oh. our heart. And I, he wires us I, that way to I, praise and worship and receive him. It was in me and I had to have it. I didn't know how to get it. But as you know, Jesus came in my heart, literally he just walked me through that. And the book is such a practical way. She helps me, you know, she helped me rewire my brain. As you said, it was such right. a valuable thing because you can't have bad thoughts in your head and have a different life. Right. You can't, it doesn't go hand in hand. So you guys get engaged and you get married and yeah. and then uh, you end up having children together. So three children yeah, together. Three children together. And, you know, in high school, I was the one that was said that I would not be married. You know, none. there was like seven divorces between my mom and dad. And we get married and I it's still death do us part. Right. Honey, we married and we're staying married. Right. I and love so it. in August will be 19 years. We Congratulations. Have, thank you. Wow. Ozzy's 21 now living his great life, like healthy, non-addict, like I have seen the goodness of God. I have seen a double portion of what he has given my life and nothing can take away that experience. I love because it. Because Jesus gave it to me. The church yes. didn't. I love it. Just to see all that and now to see what you're doing. You said you went to beauty school yeah. and you, you were saying that you just wanted to get out there and just tell everyone and, and God's like one person at a time yeah. in your chair. Yeah. So that's how he sharpened you. I wanted to be the you. next Joyce Meyer. Like I still <laughs> want to be the next Joyce Meyer, but God said, if you can't tell your story to the person sitting in your hair chair, you'll never tell it to thousands. Wow. And so for all these years, I've just been telling it to one person at a time and look what God has done with that. And I think if it, I could encourage anybody is start where you're at sharing your story right. because our stories are powerful because, oh, me too. Oh, me too. I, oh yeah, I did that too. You know, it, just, it connects you with people that, and that connection 
brings change to people's lives. Absolutely, and just one person at a time. You know, I think about the television show. It yeah. doesn't matter their tools. It yeah. doesn't matter if it's a television show, if it's me speaking, mm -hmm. if it's my book and the books in the future, or if it's just me talking to the person from AT&T or Bank of America. Yeah. They are all just tools to share the love of Christ and yep. lead people to Him and to inspire them. Yep, because we're just a part of the journey. Absolutely. And the ripple effect of that lady bringing me that journal and that lotion has went on for 19 years. Isn't that incredible? And such an inspiration to all of us yeah. to action speaks louder than words, to show Christ's love. I think that's the most important thing when it comes to Christians yeah. is so many times I get frustrated because I'm like, stop saying you're a Christian and act like one. Just do it. You ain't gotta tell, you ain't gotta post it. You ain't gotta tell nobody, just right. be it. Absolutely. And so now you guys are doing church planting. I can't believe you got to uh, say it one more time how long you guys have been married. 19 years in August. We have moved back to Texarkana and we have a church plant there called Vessel Church. We have been there. It'll be four years in this summer and it's been a whirlwind. I mean, we've been in ministry for a lot longer than that, but God. I bet you never thought back when you're doing meth. Girl. So you're going to be pastors First, of a church. She then took the hoe to a housewife, <laughs> meth to ministry. Just call me a pastor. I love it. No, I love it. It just shows the power of God. Yeah, his redemptive power. You know, he saved you, and now you're helping others get to where you're at. Yeah. All through Christ's love. I got, I got my God bumps again. Just your story yeah. is so beautiful. Thank you. And I can't stop because there's one more person that needs hope. Absolutely. There's one more person laying in that bathroom floor that's crying out to Jesus and we could be the one to help them. Be that one person to bring them that lotion and tell yeah. them don't quit. Don't quit. Jesus when it's the darkest, you. don't quit. My favorite thing about what you said is religion didn't save you. Mm -mm. Jesus saved you. Amen. I believe religion is a lie from the enemy to confuse us. Yeah. It is not about religion. It's about a relationship with That's God right. through Jesus Christ. That's right. It has to be a relationship. I'm so proud of you <laughs> and so proud to call you my sister in Christ. Thank you. And thank you so much for coming on our show and just telling your beautiful story. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. What an honor. Thank you. When we come back, Jesus can also save you. We'll be right back. Can you imagine living in a resort with like-minded people, full of amenities and activities, chef-prepared meals, heated indoor pool, spa, hair salon, wellness center, a movie theater, a library, a chapel, a game room, mini golf, trail path, and many more, all accessible 24-7. A gated community with free Wi-Fi and concierge, where the staff cares for your safety and your well-being, where the joy of living is felt in every corner. A company managed by the Nicholas Foundation, people who truly care about people. It's time to reward yourself. It is time for the Retreat Senior Living, the resort you call home. That first bite was to my face. I had a pistol behind me. He set the home on fire and burned my whole world to the ground. The hammer, I bludgeoned him. The bullet went through his lung and through his heart. 
the assassin. I'm here to kill you. I felt a bullet hit me. And he became suicidal. God will give you the strength to press on if you put your trust in Jesus. For more inspirational stories, see the Jennifer Sheehan TV show Saturdays at 11.30 a.m. on Channel 33. Welcome back to the Jennifer Sheehan Show. If you haven't prayed to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, pray with me. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for my sin. You rose on the third day. Please forgive me for my sin. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Tune in next week. We have another powerful story for you. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on SoulWin, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. SoulWin women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.